0: Okay, so you guys are ready to do a little spiritual warfare this afternoon? Let's take back a little ground from the enemy. I want to pray something specific before we start. God, I pray in Jesus' name right now that you would... Fill us to overflowing. Holy Spirit, fill us to overflowing. I, I pray, God, that you would bind up the spirit of heaviness. You would bind up a spirit of slumber or sleepiness. Bind up an evil spirit that would distract us from what you would want from us today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you please fill me up to overflowing and manifest your gift of teaching in us in me. And I pray, Lord God, that there would be freedom today. There would be uh, deliverance today. There would be, There would be land and territory taken back for you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I just want to start right in Scripture. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 1, if you guys have your Bibles or if you uh, have an app on your phone, um, very famous story in Scripture. Verse 1 says, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early in the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and he taught them. And as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman that they had caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. So these are the Pharisees. These are the religious of the religious. These are the people that were all about rules and regulations and laws and, and knew nothing about relationship. They didn't understand what relationship was. They only knew about rules. And they said to him, they said, Teacher, this woman has ca- uh, was caught in the very act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. Now, this isn't the Colorado stoning, okay, this is... <laughs> This is literally where they would kill you with rocks. Now, I I know when we're little kids and we're growing up, sometimes we'll throw rocks at each other and be mean, and it's like, ah, you hit me, and, you know, you're just throwing a rock, and it doesn't really have any velocity on it, so it doesn't really hurt. Understand, this is very different than that. This is a, a group of adults that would take somebody that had broken some rule, and they would hurl stones at them to the point of death. A horrible way to die for a person to be stoned. They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Understand, these religious people didn't want Jesus. They didn't want him to be the Messiah. They wanted somebody that was going to come in and be like them, and Jesus was not. So they're trying to trick him. They're trying to mess with him. And and, and it says, but Jesus stopped, uh, stooped down, and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again, and he said, All right, stone her. But let those who have never sinned throw the first stones. Then he stooped down again and he wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to her, Where are your accusers? Don't even one of them condemn you? And she said, No, Lord. And Jesus said, and neither do I, go and sin no more. So that story is so powerful because you see Jesus and he's trying to teach. He's trying to do something good. And then these religious people come in and they bring this woman, this woman who's messed up, this woman who's sinned. I mean, she committed adultery. That was a really big sin in that day. And they brought her to Jesus to condemn her. Now, can you imagine what she was being called? You slut, you whore, you worthless human being. How dare you do this to your husband? You should die. Now, a lot of us have been called names for a lot less than this. And you think about the things that you've been called. You think about the times when your friends condemned you. When they spoke against you. When you did something wrong. And maybe you even messed up. And yeah, she messed up. She was guilty of doing what she did. But understand this. When you mess up, the world is going to want to stone you. But Jesus wants to redeem you. He wants to forgive you. He, he wants to love you because he knows you're going to mess up. So in this situation, these people are coming down. They're bringing this girl before him. They're trying to trap him. They're trying to, they're trying to get him to say something that they can use against him so that they can kill him. That's what, ultimately what they wanted. And he just, he just bends down. He just starts drawing in the sand. And they're on him. They're just on him and they're on him. And he's just drawing in the sand. And then all of a sudden, he stands up and he goes... Okay, kill her. Do it. That's what you want. But if you're going to do it, make sure the person that throws the first rock doesn't have any sin in their life. And he called him out in that very moment. And he said, oh, yeah, you religious people, you judgmental people, you that just want to kill this woman for making a mistake. If you're so perfect, throw the first rock. Now I think we've all been guilty of throwing the first rock. And we shouldn't have. Right? We're not perfect. We're, we're definitely not sinless. We've made poor choices. We've made poor mistakes. And as a result of those things, there's been ramifications. But what we see in our life and in our our culture is we really understand guilt and shame. And we've talked about guilt and shame already this weekend. Like we we get guilt and shame, but we don't get forgiveness. We don't really understand forgiveness. We don't really understand grace. We get beaten ourselves up because we're really, really good at that. Now, know this. There is a difference between conviction and guilt. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. Conviction comes so we'll tell Jesus we're sorry when we mess up. That's his tool. It's a tool. Because sometimes we mess up and we don't even realize we mess up and then the Holy Spirit goes, hey, come on, you kind of messed up here, and we're like, oh, you're right, Jesus, forgive me. Now, as soon as you do that, the, the devil will come in with a counterfeit emotion that feels a lot like conviction, and it's guilt. Now, how do you know the difference? You know the difference because when you ask for forgiveness, conviction goes away. If you feel anything after you've asked for forgiveness in a negative way, you know that's the devil. The devil wants to continue to get you to apologize and say you're sorry for sins that Jesus has already forgiven you for. Okay, And we, we do that. I do that all the time where I'm like, oh, Lord, forgive me for that. Oh, Lord, forgive me for that. And the devil will just keep putting it in my mind and putting it in my mind. And Jesus, when we do that, understand when we say, when we ask for forgiveness for something that he has already forgiven us for, those sins are gone. He's looking at us like, I don't even know what you're, what you're talking about. I already watched that one clean. I've already forgiven you, so you don't need to keep asking for forgiveness. But it's because we don't get that grace aspect. Now, understand that this is the best way to understand grace. Grace isn't just this get-out-of-jail-free card for us to be able to go to heaven. Grace is literally what empowers us. That's what gives us strength. It's like this. How many of you guys like Marvel? You like Marvel characters? You like, you like Wolverine? Anybody a Wolverine fan? Okay, so Wolverine Grace is like the superpower that Wolverine has, because Wolverine has the ability to self heal. He gets shot, he gets messed with, he gets hurt some way, he can always heal from that. Grace is like that. Because Jesus died on the cross, we get the superpower of grace in our life. When we mess up, we ask for forgiveness. Jesus immediately heals us. He immediately forgives us and washes that sin away. So if we still feel bad for that sin after we've asked for forgiveness, we're not using our superhero power that Jesus died for. We're not using it. Because the devil knows if he can beat you down enough with mistakes that you've made, you're going to walk into combat like this. Man, not worthy of being a Christian. I'm not worthy of fighting, man, I just messed up so bad. I know I asked for forgiveness, but I I still messed up, and so I just feel so bad about it. And sometimes we'll play this measuring game where we we mess up with a certain sin, and we think we have to feel bad for a certain amount of time to make up for that sin. You ever do that? We all do. And Jesus is like, "Uh, I died for all your sins. It doesn't matter how big, how small. This was a bad sin. This was adultery. And Jesus looked at her and said, I love you. You're free. I don't condemn you. I forgive you. Otherwise, he died for nothing. Like Jesus, Jesus is okay with you messing up. He died for you to mess up. When we don't use that forgiveness, it's like he died for nothing. He gave us that. That Wolverine superpower of grace. All we got to do is ask for forgiveness, and and guess what? We mess up, and we're like a soldier on a battlefield that gets right back up in the fight. We don't lay around and bop and, oh man, my shoulder hurts or my arm hurts or my back hurts. You're healed. Get back up and fight. You have that power to do that. If you allow the devil to beat you down, you will go into the day, you will go into warfare, and you're going to be beat up, and you're just going to be another great target for the devil. The Bible says, Romans 8, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. No condemnation. You belong. Everybody in here, if you've received Christ, you belong to him, so you can't be condemned. It's like you walk into the courtroom, and they say, oh, well, we don't need to really even do this. You're You're forgiven. You're justified. That means just if, just if you have never done it. That's what that means. So you're walking into a courtroom. The fight is fixed. You don't, even, you don't even need somebody to witness on your behalf because Jesus has already won that fight. For the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you through Christ Jesus from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses could not save us because of our sinful nature, but God put into effect... A different plan to save us. Those religious people were going, She's not following the rules. She messed up. She needs to die. This scripture says we don't follow those rules, we follow the new rules. The rules that Jesus changed where he changed the old rules. He sent his own son in a human body like ours except that ours are sinful. God destroyed sin's control over us by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the requirement of the law, which is what those religious people were trying to hold her to, would be fully accomplished for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the spirit. So, Grace heals. Grace forgives. Grace gives us the power to get back up when we fall and not wait a day to get back up. Get back up immediately because you're Wolverine, man. You get right back up. You get right back in the fight, right? So why then are there so many students that are committing suicide? Why are there so many students out there that, that believe that they're worthless why are there so many of us that struggle with our self-esteem? Why is it when we look in the mirror, we look at what's wrong with our face or our body instead of looking at what is right? Why is this? Why is it that we feel beat down? Why is it that we feel depressed at times? Why is that? Because the devil comes to steal and kill and destroy. And if, if he can beat us down enough... We can open up this window for him to insert into our life a spirit of heaviness. And this spirit of heaviness we see in scripture, it's actually found in Isaiah 61:3. It's, it's named. And this spirit of heaviness has certain symptoms. Guys, put those up. Just one by one. Depression, abnormal mourning, continual sorrow, abnormal grief. Continual sadness, despair, hopelessness, loneliness, shame, defilement, discouragement, rejection, unjustified guilt, low self esteem, low body image, feeling unworthy. Keep going. Slumber, which just means you're tired, you're sleepy, and even suicidal thoughts. Now, you might go, well, I don't have all of those, but I have a few of them. Understand and remember when we talked about the spirit of rejection the last time we were together for for convention and I got to speak, uh, uh, then we talked about that you may not have all of those symptoms, but the longer the spirit of heaviness stays in your life, the more of those symptoms will manifest. The more of those symptoms will show. And you go, How could somebody take their own life? It's because the devil comes to steal and kill and destroy. Now, know that that's progressive. So he's going to steal from you. He's going to steal your joy. He's going to steal your happiness. He's going to steal your self-worth. He's going to steal your self-image so that he can make you depressed, so he can make you feel heavy. And then he's going to want you eventually, he wants you to take your own life. Because you know what? You can't be killed by the devil, but you can choose to take your own life. And that's what he wants. And you might think, oh, that's the worst. Why in the world isn't that mentioned last? The destroy part is what it does to your family after you make that choice. What it does to everybody around you that loves you after that person has made that choice. So killing is just the second step. Destruction happens to the people's lives that those that commit suicide leave behind. Steal, kill, and destroy. But we can fight back. We don't have to take it. We don't have to put up with it. We can take ground back from the devil. And we can take the spirit of heaviness that he has used to try to steal and kill and destroy us, and we can get rid of it. Now, that doesn't mean that we won't face it in the future in a different way. But what we don't want is we don't want that spirit operating in our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Because usually and always, suicide starts in the, it starts with your thoughts. It starts with your mind. If you feel bad enough about yourself, if he can beat you down enough, I mean, those students that have made those decisions over the last year, they had to get unbelievably low to make that choice. God doesn't want that for you. And I don't care what you've done and he doesn't care what you've done. And even though the world will want to stone you, Jesus wants to redeem you. Amen. He wants to forgive you. He wants to love you. And where the devil wants to make you feel unworthy, Christ wants to show that you are worthy. He wants to look at you and he wants to say, You're, you're my kid, you are a prince. You are a princess. You are heir to the throne. You have eternity in heaven. Do you not see yourself like I see you? So what we want to do this afternoon is we want to take back some ground. We want to do some spiritual warfare where we don't have to have those healings anymore. Where we can really start to see ourselves like Christ sees us. So let's do this. Let's stand up. Let's move up to the stage. We're going to do some group deliverance to start off with. Now, if the spirit of heaviness has come into your life, a lot of times it comes through rejection, which is what we talked about the last time we were together. Somebody has hurt you, somebody has rejected you. And the last time we were together, we worked really 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 hard and really diligently at forgiving those that had hurt us. But that was six months ago. (laughs) You've been hurt since then. The other thing that the devil's probably done to you since then is he's got you to pick up old offenses. So you worked really hard the last time we were together and Forgiven. Maybe it was your parents. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a friend. And you forgave them. You did a really good job. But in the last six months, something has come to mind that has made you re-pick that offense up. So the first thing I want us to do is I want us to just go through a forgiveness process. And I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that you would show each and every one of us who we need to forgive. And I want you to do that where you're standing right now. I want you to just say things like, I choose to forgive my dad for this. Be very specific. I choose to forgive my coach for this. Friend for this. Whoever rejected you, whoever hurt you, might be the same person that you forgave in October forgive them again. You need to forgive that person that called you the slut, called you the whore, that called you the liar, that called you the thief, that tried to stone you. this lady that committed adultery that everybody wanted to kill the hardest person that she needed to forgive was going to be herself for making that poor choice so what have you done where have you messed up what is jesus waiting to forgive you for Now, forgive yourself for that. And you do it by saying, In Jesus' name, I choose to forgive myself for whatever it is. I choose to forgive myself for losing my virginity. I choose to forgive myself for gossiping about my friends. you out there that blame yourself for your parents getting a divorce, that was not your fault. You got to forgive yourself for that. Of you guys need to forgive yourself for looking at pornography there's a lot of shame that goes along with that but Jesus doesn't rank your sins he doesn't condemn you for them so it doesn't matter what it is Embrace that superhero power of grace. He died for it. He knows you're gonna mess up. Some of you need to forgive yourself for going too far with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Maybe you didn't go all the way, but you you went far enough to make yourself feel horrible by yourself. So speak that. You don't have to do it out loud, but you need to say, in Jesus' name, I choose to forgive myself for doing this with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Or some of you need to forgive yourself for partying got into a scene that you know is not even you and you feel horrible about it. If you've asked for forgiveness, He's forgiven you, so you forgive yourself. more time for forgiveness or you want to move on you ready something else I need to do some of you need to ask for forgiveness for bullying somebody else and somebody and then you also need to forgive yourself for bullying just do that in Jesus name I choose to forgive myself for bullying others Some of you have done something really bad to a friend. You need to ask for forgiveness for that and then forgive yourself for it. Spread a rumor, talked bad. And notice though, here, nobody's throwing rocks. Nobody's condemning you. Nobody's calling you names. Here, this is a place for grace, for forgiveness. This is a place where you get to flex your superhero power to be healed. Okay, so now I want everybody to look at me you to repeat after me because we're going to do some like group deliverance of breaking off some curses and then specifically breaking off some stuff with the spirit of heaviness so just repeat after me in jesus name i ask you right now to break the generational curse of heaviness in my life break it with the blood of christ I am no longer a slave to heaviness. And now I speak to the spirit of rejection. And I say, and Jesus says, that you have no power in my life. That I am healed by the stripes of Christ. And by the power of and the authority of Jesus of Nazareth, I speak to you heaviness and I command you and Jesus commands you out of my life, out of my soul, out of my flesh in Jesus name. Now, for some of you, you've been thinking thoughts about yourself that are just not true. You look in the mirror and you don't like what you see for whatever reason. And Jesus loves what he sees. We're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be whatever we think in our mind that the devil has sold us. We're that is something that's not even real. You know that the models in those, on, those, on those covers, that's not even them, right? Those are all doctored by a computer. Those are all like Photoshopped. If you could look in the mirror and have a professional Photoshop you before you looked in that mirror, you probably still wouldn't be satisfied because that's just the way the devil is. Repeat after me. In Jesus' name, bind the spirit of low self-esteem and low self-worth and cast it out of my life. And I pray that when I look in the mirror that I would see myself the way you see me. In Jesus' name. I remember, yes, that's huge. and princesses to the throne of Christ. And a lot of you don't have parents, maybe that ever have ever spoke life into you. But I just want to look at you as a spiritual dad today. And I want to tell you, as your spiritual father, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of the way you worship. I'm so proud of the fact that you have a four-day weekend and you are here to seek God. I'm so proud of you for the stand that you make for Christ. I'm so proud of you that even though you mess up, you want to do right. Do you know how many people in this world, they don't, they don't want to do right? They're evil to the core. You, you are not that. You are strong. You are beautiful. Start looking in the mirror and finding the things that you like about yourself. Instead of nitpicking all the things that you don't. We could all lose sometimes five pounds, right? <laughs> Sometimes we get up and look in the mirror. It's like, whoa, you know, what did I eat yesterday? Because I'm, I'm all swollen. I don't even know what's going on. But instead of looking at those things, look at the attributes that you love about yourself. There's not one of you that don't have beautiful eyes, right? Your eyes are the gems of God the window to the soul. Start looking at yourself and going, I am accepted. In fact, I want you to say that after me. I am accepted by my heavenly Father. And He loves me unconditionally. So much so that He sent His Son die for me. That's how much he loves you. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that you would loose grace in this room. Loose worth in this room. Bind up the spirit of unworthiness and cast it out of us in Jesus' name. each and every one of us to see how much you really love us. Holy Spirit, loose love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and and faithfulness and self-control. Loose those fruits in us. let's worship for a little bit and know that the sword of the spirit is the words in the Bible, right? And when we worship, we're taking the sword of the spirit and we're putting it to song and we're cutting away the demonic in our life. So let's do that for a little bit together, okay?